0: really know how to begin this okay so let's talk about Teresa of Avila the interior castle kind of a kingdom word the idea is behind this book that is that your soul your life is kind of like a big big house that has lots of different rooms in it and just because you're in the house doesn't mean that you really have access to to all the rooms, or that the rooms are furnished in the best ways, that they um, don't have things in them that you're entirely happy with, or that God would be entirely happy with. And yet, for most people who would read a book like this, they do have connection with God. So, in Dallas Willard's language, the kingdom of God is at hand for them. They have a, a found a connection to God and yet not everything is all right and so what Teresa is going to do is she's going to say so here's how we can take that kingdom of God that connection with God and move it into other parts of your life into other parts of your soul and therefore making your whole house your whole castle a place where God and His Kingdom can dwell. Everybody, welcome to the Sanctus Forum. I'm Michael Stewart Robb, better known as Mike. And these are the conspiracy commentaries in which we don't talk about Teresa of Avila. We talk about the divine conspiracy. And if you do want to talk about Teresa of Avila, there are a few uh, videos on Teresa's interior castle on the Sanctus forum. You can find those It was done with Laura Helsten, who's a Finnish woman and has a great knowledge of medieval writers like Teresa. This is kind of a difficult section to work with here in The Divine Conspiracy. We are in chapter one, um, towards the end of the last chapter, in a section called, But Other Kingdoms Remain. And I haven't really figured out how to best, uh, yeah, share what's happening in this section. I think the premise is rather simple. Dallas thinks that we're going to be confused by his teaching about the kingdom being at hand or by Jesus' teaching of the kingdom being at hand because we kind of look around and think, yeah, but things aren't all that great. If his kingdom was at hand, wouldn't there be kind of this, you know, special place where you could go and things would be good? And he wants to say, well, no, um, the... Issue is that there are other kingdoms at hand not just God's kingdom but um, think of it like this it's the kingdom of and then name your favorite or your least favorite political figure is also at hand or think about uh, a corporation um, or a nonprofit corporation and that is also at hand um, or think about some sort of institution like the the school system or uh, the fire department also at hand. Um, your your neighbors are at hand and the collection of your neighbors who make up your city, your village, or wherever you live, um, the people that you live with, they have their own kingdoms and they are also at hand. And then Dallas is going to talk about the kingdom of darkness. So we're talking here about spiritual beings that are, what is that sound? Yeah, and then Dallas is going to talk about a kingdom of darkness. So, we're talking about spiritual beings, not necessarily humans or organized humans, who are interested in the opposite of what God wants, what God wants in his kingdom. Um, there's kind of a threefold name for these other kingdoms that you get in Ephesians 2, a book written by Paul, and that is the flesh. That's kind of more this sort of my own. Uh, blockages to God's kingdom, things in my life that aren't working well, but also in the people that I know, um, the world. And that's kind of this idea of the flesh organized into, um, comes from some sort of social structure. And then finally, the devil. um, Again, that's a sort of spiritual being, spiritual beings uh, who are Interested in the exact opposite of what God wants. So this is kind of this idea of other kingdoms and Dallas is going to be careful to say because he's kind of this sort of Augustinian Calvinist sort of person that all of this is still under God's control In other words, all these other kingdoms are only allowed to have any sort of influence because God says Okay, I'm gonna I'm going to accept this. And that's because God has created a personal universe in which not just he as a person, but all sorts of other things, we um, spiritual beings uh, populate this universe and really are what make it run. God says, okay, I'll allow you also to have kingdoms, which you have say over. But as I was preparing for this, Uh, Talking about this section. I was I obviously thought of Teresa of Avila because I I really like this book and recommend it a lot and thought about how um, So often what blocks uh, the kingdom of God is something that's happening in my life and That's what keeps it from being even more present on the earth than it currently is but one of the places that I um, encounter other kingdoms um, more than I do out in the world is actually in the church. So I think this is something that church people can get rather confused about um, thinking that what they're doing in church is the same as the kingdom of God and that therefore when their church grows, when it has more power, when it has more money, more influence when there are lots of people coming that that is a kind of growth in the kingdom of God and so often it's not so often what's happening there is just some sort of organized human kingdom which is um, running the show And there might be the kingdom of God there as well, and let's really hope that there is, but so often there's so much else that's going on. And what we need to do, um, again, if we're church people, is to figure out how to really let God's kingdom have control over all aspects of our church, which is difficult because churches are organizations with lots of different people. And these people are people like Teresa of Avila describes whose souls, whose lives haven't entirely be- been given over to God's kingdom. And that inevitably causes problems. But um, God is working there. He's working in the church, I think, more than he's probably working anywhere else. And hopefully, churches are places which can actually address those rooms in our soul which aren't um quite there yet. That's what I've got for you today. Uh, thanks for watching this and um, for liking it with more than just your heart with your finger. There is an almost monthly newsletter over at sanctus.institute that you can sign up for and hear from us about what we're doing in Europe and trying to encourage um, in churches here and in individuals and wherever we go. So thanks, see you next time.